Hallelujah. Well, it's good to be in the presence of the Lord. It's good to be in the presence of the Lord. Amen. And his presence is surely here. How many of you sense the presence of God Amen. in this place? Amen. If you don't, we're going to pray for your censor, all right? Because uh, something's not functioning. Uh, it's good to have the Lord love on us and to send his blanket of love and grace in, uh, in our presence as we come into his presence. We're going to get right into the word of God. We're going to talk about, I'm going to talk about right now what it is to rest, to receive. Rest, to receive. Rest, to receive. Bishop Brian talked about this Friday night. Uh, I like you have been in the pandemic for 18 months now. And during this pandemic, God has changed me forever. Not only was it, or has it been 18 months of pandemic, but for two of those months, I uh, was experiencing COVID-19. My wife also tested positive, but she was asymptomatic. And apparently, whatever she didn't get, it came to me too. So I had a double dose. And uh, Bishop Bryan shared Friday night that he heard death in my voice. Well, what voice I had left. I was unable to even um, get out of the bed for three weeks because of excruciating, searing, um, incapacitating pain in my back. And then I lost my voice for another three weeks. It felt as if there was a razor blade uh, inside my throat, just cutting, going back and forth. And it, it was horrendous. And you know, something happens when you have, or at least they say, when you have a uh, a near-death experience. You begin to reevaluate things. Re you reevaluate what's important and what's not. And during the pandemic, even before I contracted COVID, and my wife also commented several times that she saw death on me, that I was, I was turning gray. I'm not sure how she saw any gray, but anyway, uh, but, but somehow or another, she discerned grayness. Uh, we, we need to discuss that. But, but what, what, happened, what happened was that uh, God, uh, God had me still for 18 months. And even prior, even prior to that, and a bishop also will tell you that early into the pandemic, God uh, called me to a new prayer regimen. He required of me to spend four hours a day in prayer. And I, I actually had been longing to do this earlier, but you know, uh, it's amazing. Uh, you can only do what God gives you grace to do. You can try to do things. Have, have you ever tried to fast and God didn't order the fast? Uh, you know, by, by, by nine o'clock, you were nibbling, you know, in the break room. Oh, I'm supposed to be fasting today. Well, 
<laughs> How many of you know we need grace to do anything, right? Anything for the Lord. You, it just requires grace. And, and so God gave me grace to spend four hours a day with him in prayers. Most glorious uh, change and transformation in my life. And I'm still, still, still feasting in that time with the Lord. But out of this, God spoke to me like he's never spoken to Chandler before. And we received the prophetic word um, last July. Uh, and there's this, this high-level prophet who somehow or another locates me every 10 years and gives me a word. And this word was an hour and a half long. You think I'm bad. It was an hour and a half long, but it was God, God, God. There was even music, sound effects involved. And, and <laughs> but, but God was driving home a point, and the point was, Chandler, you need to enter my rest. And, and I just have been receiving and feeding off that, and it is... It has altered everything in my reality. Now, when I turned 60 five years ago, some friends of mine and this church invested in sending my wife and I on a 20-day cruise, 20 days. And only five days were at port somewhere. It was a Holy Land cruise. But I didn't know it was a Holy Land cruise until I was boarding the ship. I just wanted the 20 days. And for whatever the reason, cruises are the ideal vacation for me because I'm forced to chill and detach and, and to decommission because anywhere else, Chandler has an agenda. But on a cruise, I don't have to think. And, and, I'm, and I'm offended by the exorbitant cost of Wi-Fi on the, on the cruises, and so I refuse to pay the money. And so I truly, 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 truly disconnect. And while on this Holy Land cruise, we for two days visited Israel. One day was in Jerusalem, the other day was in Haifa. But while in Jerusalem, we decided to go on a city tour. It's my first time in Jerusalem, and you know, I never had any desire to go to Jerusalem or Israel, to be honest with you. I had zero desire. I, you know, I just sensed it, it was over-commercialized, and, and, you know, and I, just, I just didn't smell something right. And, and you know, for other people, it's blessed your lives, it's changed your lives. You were baptized in the same water Jesus was. <laughs> and so it bless you and, and please, please, please keep that blessing don't let anything I say impugn your, your authentic experience but I was not convinced so this one day we went to Jerusalem and we went on this cruise not, not cruise rather we went on a tour and at the end of the day after visiting the, the Garden of Gethsemane and everything else they showed us at the end of the day it was approaching the Sabbath, and our tour guide, who was, who was the quintessential, typical, uh, um, legendary Jewish mother. 
I mean, sassy, you know, spunky, spicy, quick-witted. Uh, just really enjoyed this lady all day long. And, and as we were about to deboard the shuttle bus, she said, if you want something to eat, you better get it quickly because this place shuts down at 6 p.m. on Friday night. And you, there's no food anywhere. And so she explained something. And, and the Lord sent me halfway around the world to hear these simple words. The Lord said, this is why I brought you on this Holy Land cruise. This is why I had PT invest in you to go. Thank you. And you know what God spoke to me through that secular Jewish woman? She said, we Jews understand that the Sabbath means just quit. Just quit. And the Lord spoke to me and he said, Chandler, will you please just quit? And so he began to speak to me about rest. And ever since then, he's been convicting me about violating the Sabbath. Because, you know, that's the only one of the Ten Commandments that we routinely disobey. And so ever since then, every Sunday from 6 p.m. to Monday, 6 p.m., has been my Sabbath, where I shut down. I don't return emails. I don't return calls. I do no work. I do no business. Because you know what? For pastors, Sunday's not a day of rest. And for many of you that, that, that labor here in this church, and, and God bless you, and thank you very much. We couldn't do it without you. Sunday's not a day of rest. You're working. Can I get an amen, Joyce? Amen. Joyce, can I get an amen? amen. <laughs> right? It is not a day of rest. Okay, so don't try to pull that. There needs to be a day in our lives where we rest where we take Sabbath. That's between you and God. It doesn't matter what day it is. Don't become religious about this or legalistic, but there needs to be a day or there needs to be a block of time where you say, Lord, I'm on a Sabbath. I'm on a Shabbat. Now, that's another sermon, okay? And that requires another trip here. But, but, but another weekend, actually. But, but let me say this. That, that God has been ministering to me about rest. And, and this prophecy, this hour and a half prophecy from this high-level prophet who, who comes into our lives every 10 years and gives us this Richter scale shaking prophecy that, that just, just causes this major pivot in our lives and shift. And we were going one direction, and then when this prophet's done, we're going another. And it's always been God. So the Lord said, Chandler, I need you to rest. And God has spoken so much to us about what he wants us to do. I'm like telling God, you know, Lord, I can't die because I don't have time to do what you're telling me. 
I'm 65 now. And I'm like, okay, because my wife is determined to live beyond 100. <laughs> determined. Determined. And she's trying to drag me along with her. <laughs> and I'm like, the jury's still out for me about living to be 100, right? <laughs> but now I'm understanding that I have to live because he's put so much on my plate. During the pandemic, he was just downloading everything he wants me to do. And I'm like, dude, you starting kind of late. <laughs> Couldn't we have started this sooner? Don't you know how old I am? <laughs> but I understand. And the Lord said, Chandler, if you learn how to rest, it will all be accomplished. And so we're going to talk about resting. And so let's turn to the classic verses from the mouth of the Lord Jesus himself on resting. And it is Matthew 11, 28 through 30. Matthew 11, 28 through 30. Matthew 11, 28 through 30. And we're going to read through three translations. It's only three verses. We're going to read through three translations. The first will be the Amplified Classic. The Amplified Classic. And it's called the Amplified because it's Amplified. All right? Which you will note. Verse 28. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden and overburdened. Let me, let me slow down. <laughs> Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden and overburdened, and I will cause you to rest. I will ease and relieve and refresh your souls. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am gentle, meek, and humble, lowly in heart. And you will find rest relief and ease and refreshment and recreation and blessed quiet for your souls. For my yoke is easy, is wholesome, useful, good, not harsh, not hard, not sharp, not pressing, but comfortable, gracious, and pleasant. And my, and my burden is light and easy to be born. The Passion Translation, are you weary? Carrying a heavy burden. Come to me. I will refresh your life. For I am your oasis. Simply join your life with mine. Learn my ways and you'll discover that I'm gentle. Humble. And easy to please. You will find refreshment and rest 
in me for all that I require of you will be pleasant and easy to bear. The message, are you tired? Uh-huh. Worn out? You betcha. Burned out on religion? Woo! Don't get me started. Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Now, during the pandemic, the Lord directed me to these verses and he said, go back, go to Matthew eleven twenty-eight 28 through 30. And I said, Lord, I already know those verses. I'm just being transparent. I already know those verses. Lord, you know, give, give me some new verses that, you know, that I don't already know. He said, if you knew, smarty pants, you'd be living differently. Go to Matthew 11, 28 through 30. I said, yes, Lord. And so he began to speak to me. And when I was done, I said, Jesus, who, who are these verses talking about? I want to meet that Jesus. <laughs> because, Lord, I can't relate to anything in those verses. Is it okay to be honest today? Is it all right, is it all right, if, we, is it all right if we have some... A time where we're speaking the truth in love? I said, Jesus, I can't relate to any one of these words you just said. Because, Lord, the truth is, I'm weary, I'm tired, I'm, I'm just laboring. I'm overburdened and overextended. I'm not the only one. And so Jesus is talking, hear me, Jesus is talking to those who are self-aware. And I'm convinced that most people in church are not self-aware. Now, we're aware of everybody else. We're not aware of ourselves. And so you can, these verses aren't for you unless you're honest. You know you can come to church and be dishonest. You can come to church and lie to yourself the entire time. But if you are honest, Jesus is speaking to you. If you will be self-aware, he's talking to you. If you will admit, I'm weary, I'm worn out, I'm burnt out, I'm tired, I'm doing my best, I'm trying to fight the good fight of faith, but oh, uh, uh, 
And I show up on Sunday, and some of you are here on Monday, and some of you are here on Tuesday, because you don't know how to go home, and Wednesday, and Thursday, because you, you know, it's easier to be here than go home and face your husband. So you're here. And you're here. And so and you, you, you're, you're dredging, your life is drudgery, your, your life is, is hard, and, and your life is just one big, one big press. Well, you need to meet Jesus. Can I introduce you to Jesus? Because he describes himself. And it's like these, these words just leapt off the pages and were, were just ensconced in my heart. And I said, oh God. I said, Father, I need to meet Jesus. Because the Jesus described here, I don't know him. I'm not the only one. And so if you can admit, if you, if you are transparent enough to be honest with yourself and to say, I'm weary, you, you're talking to me, you're ringing my bell, I'm worn, I'm pooped. Because there is this, the best promise in Scripture he says, if you will come to me, I will give you rest. And, and it, the rest is defined. It will be refreshment. It will be recreation. It will be renewal. It will be the lifting of your heart and the lifting of your soul and, and there will be re revitalization and, 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 and re-enlivening and, 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 and you will find that Jesus is good. You know how some of the saints are and the ain'ts? You ask them how they're doing. Oh, I'm blessed and highly favored. They're lying, 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 lying. It's what we say. It's what we say. But on the inside, we are burdened and weary and tired and worn and dragging. Am I in the right church today? And so there was this incredible promise that I will give you rest. So how, how do we receive this rest? How do we rest to receive? First, self-awareness, honesty. And then he says, you gotta come. You gotta come. You gotta come. If you want it, you come. If you want it, it is yours for, it's yours for the asking, but you have to come. You have to come to Jesus. And hear me, I've been saved almost all my life. I came to Christ officially you know, on five or six, and you know, I, I'll never forget the Sunday, and, you know, I, I walked to the altar and, and received Christ, but I was raised in this, and you know, they wouldn't even let me sin. I still managed, but, but nonetheless, nonetheless, 
Yes, yes, I, need, I needed salvation. You know, the, the brother was singing about, about being saved. Said, yes, Lord, thank you for saving me, saving my soul because I'm a hot mess. And uh, I'm not the only one. But, but, but he, he says, come. And then he says, very simply, and take my yoke upon you. Now, what does this mean? This means that you have to take the yoke and put it on your shoulders. You have to want this. Now, you can remain weary, you can remain tired, you can remain overburdened, you can remain overextended, you can, you can stay worn out, you can stay burnt out, you can live a dismal life. You can. The choice is yours, and you can go to heaven. He loves you, but if you want rest, you have to come to him, and you have to put the yoke on your shoulders. He's not going to put it on for you. This, because God doesn't force. God doesn't force anything, any time. God doesn't coerce any time. God doesn't manipulate. Witches do. Anybody who tries to manipulate you is operating in witchcraft. And so it is so important that, that we begin to walk and to receive this rest. So he says, take my yoke upon you and learn. So now this is really difficult in an area, in a church, which is sandwiched between Harvard and MIT. I mean, these bastions of higher learning. Well, but but you, you, you pick and choose what you learn. Because it seems to me that you can be so edumacated, and please, I'm not talking down to you because I went to Yale, okay? But the same spirits in New Haven. That, that, that you know, that, that, that you are so edumacated that you have no common sense. You're not walking in reality. You know, you're, you're, you're in the pillars of, of higher, whatever you call it, but, but you don't know how to relate to people or to God. And, and the Lord is calling us to learn. Now, for some of us, it's going gonna, it's gonna to require immense humility because you think you know everything. But Jesus talked to me in this last 18 months, and I've been walking with the Lord for as long as I can remember, and I teach people all over the world, and I'm considered to be an expert in certain areas, and it, 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 it dawned upon me, you don't know anything about rest. Chandler, you can't spell rest. And so I said, Lord, I need to learn. I need to learn. Teach me. I told the Lord, I said, listen, I don't understand one of these words, so you know what? Let's start from ground zero. Teach me. Because if I knew it, now I've, I've preached from this passage, I've taught others. <laughs> Thank you.
There's no such thing as an anointing to live it. I'm just like you. I have to put forth the effort to live it just like you. And any true servant of God understands that no matter what message God puts in you for someone else, it's first for you. It's first for you. It's first for you. That's why some messages you shouldn't deliver yet because you're not living any of it. And so it is, it is important that we understand, okay, I, I'm going to have to learn. And, and I, you know, I'm going to have to just realize that I don't know. I'm going to have to be honest with myself. I don't know anything about this. I'm clueless. I'm dumb and dumber. And so God can work with someone like that. So he will say, take my yoke. So in other words, you, you're going to be yoked up with him. He's in one side of the yoke. You're on the other side of the yoke. And together you will walk. And while you're walking, what? He's teaching you. He's teaching you what? How to rest. Notice, a yoke is for work. So you are working, but you are learning how to rest while you work. So that you, you this is what you learn how to do. You learn how to work out of rest, not, not rest out of work. You learn how to work out of, from, a, from a posture, from a place of rest, that in your spirit you're resting. Physically, you're working. This, this, is, not, this is not encouraging you to be lazy. This is not giving you a pass. No, God always requires a strong work ethic. The first thing he said to us, mankind, when he put us on this earth, was that you will work. You will be productive. You will produce. You will put here to plant and to farm and, and to grow things. And you will, you will put here to have dominion. And the lazy don't have dominion. But that we are called to be vigilant and diligent. But while you're working, you know how to rest. And out of all that God has spoken to you, it will take place if you learn how to rest. And so let's keep going because I'm gonna say some things in a few minutes and we're gonna wind this up. Now, so you are going to now be introduced to Jesus. While you're yoked up with him, he's gonna introduce himself to you. And what is he going to tell you? He's gonna help you recognize his voice. Oh, this is powerful. Because, because I realized, Jesus, uh, do I, I said, Lord, do I know you at all? Verse 29 again from the Amplified Classic. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am gentle, meek, and humble. <laughs> and when you learn that, you will receive rest. The thing I have to teach you is my character, is who I really am. You, you've, been, you've been following religion, but I gotta teach you who I am. I am gentle and I am humble. Now the word gentle does not mean wimpish, 
The word gentle also translated sometimes as meekness. Meekness, it, biblical meekness is not weakness. In fact, the word in the Greek speaks of someone who has tamed their temper. See, a, a weak person blows their stack and loses their temper. It takes strength to hold your peace. Only the strong can hold their peace and let the Lord fight your battle. Only the strong, only the strong resist the temptation to blow up and give people a peace of my mind. You weak. The meek. And, and that's, why, that's, why the, that's why Jesus says, the meek will inherit the earth, not the weak. Strength manifests when you know how to be meek, when you know how to keep your cool under pressure. When, when you know how to, when you know how to shut up when it's time to shut up. You shouldn't say everything that comes to your mind. Meek people know how to wait on something and not react. Meek people know how to respond. Anybody can react. Anybody can be, get angry. Anybody can, can, you know, spout off and, and, and blow their gasket. That's a sign of weakness. But the meek will inherit the earth. The meek will have dominion. The meek, God can trust the meek. And weak people lose their temper. Weak people go off on others. And Jesus said, I am meek and I am humble. Now, many people say many things about Jesus and their books written about Jesus. But this is Jesus defining himself. I hope you're listening. So you may have to throw out everything else you, you've learned about Jesus and hear the truth. Jesus is meek and humble. So if the voice speaking to you is not meek and humble, it's not Jesus. I don't care who's speaking. I don't care if they're quoting scripture. I don't care if they're prophet lying. I don't care. If it's not done in meekness and a humility, it ain't Jesus. This really helped me, Lord have mercy, because have you noticed that everybody's got an agenda for your life? Everybody, everybody knows what you're supposed to be doing, what you need to be doing. Everybody has a plan for you. Well, the only plan that's an eternal plan, the only plan that's a good plan, the only plan that's a Jeremiah 29, 11 plan comes from the one who is meek and humble. If there is pride, it's not Jesus. Because Jesus is humble. If it is pushy, if the voice is pushy, it's not Jesus. Because Jesus 
is meek and humble. And so when Jesus speaks, there will be meekness and there will be humility. That's why, see, if, if it's a voice that brings, it engenders panic, it can't be from God. Because Jesus was asleep on the boat when the boat was going down. In the middle of the storm, he's taking the snooze. So why do you think that Jesus would be panicked? Thank you. I, I needed you yesterday and I need you today. Somebody's got to say amen. And so Jesus is wonderful because Jesus keeps his cool. Jesus is calm. Jesus is composed. Why? Because he is the Lord of lords and the King of kings. And he is the great I am. And he's not surprised by anything confronting you. It did not catch him off guard. So you calm down too. He says, take my yoke upon you, learn of me, for I am gentle, I am meek, I am humble, I'm lowly in heart, in heart, in heart. And you will find rest, relief, ease, refreshment, recreation, and blessed quiet for your soul. Sign me up, Lord. Sign me up. Sign me up. And so not only will you recognize his voice, but you will listen for his voice. And let me, let me tell you something. There are many, many, many leaders, many people who have authority who know nothing about rest. So you got to be careful when someone is speaking to you who knows nothing about rest. Because if it's Jesus, it will be spoken out of a place of rest. If Jesus is talking to you, it will be spoken out of a place of rest. And there are too many leaders who know nothing about rest. They've lived all their lives anxiously, all their lives nervously, all their lives worried. And so when they speak to you, that bleeds out into what they say. It's tainted by their anxiety, tainted by their worry, tainted by their temperament. And the waters are now muddy because you're trying to strain to hear from Jesus, but you don't sense any meekness and you don't sense any humility. Because they're not speaking out of a place of rest. They're fearful. They're anxious. They're concerned. That's the euphemism for worry. But Jesus is meek. And Jesus is humble. So if you're going to speak for him, 
speak from a place of meekness and humility. And then, and then he says in verse 30, and I was like, Lord, I really am, I really am just incredulous now because for my yoke is wholesome, useful, good, not harsh, not hard, not sharp, not pressing. In the words, there's no pressure. There's no pressure. There's no pressure. There's no pressure. There's no pressure when it's Jesus. There's no pressure. There's no pressure. There's no pressure when it's Jesus. There's no pressure. There's no pressure. There's no pressure when it's Jesus. There's no pressure. There's no pressure. There's no pressure when it's Jesus. There's no pressure. There's no pressure. There's no pressure when it's Jesus. There's no pressure. There's no pressure. There's no pressure when it's Jesus. And so when there's pressure, you better ask, Lord, where's this coming from? But what God says to us is comfortable, it's gracious, and it's pleasant. For Jesus says out of his mouth, my burden is light and easy to be borne. Now that was the Amplified, the passion for all that I require of you will be pleasant and easy to bear. Finally, the message, I won't lay anything heavy, <coughs> excuse me, or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. And so I realize that if, if I want to receive what Jesus has for me, that I better learn how to rest. Now, read this later, but Hebrews 4 is the most, uh, the most multitudinous chapter regarding verses that speak to the rest of God, entering the rest of God. Hebrews 4, entering the rest of God. And we don't have time for that right now, but I'm going to re refer you to it because it, it's worth your while to spend some time soaking in Hebrews 4. Why? Because one thing it does say is that no matter what God has promised to you, if you don't enter his rest, you're not going to receive it. And so there is this mandate to enter the rest of God. And there is this oxymoron that is in Hebrews 4. Because the writer of Hebrews says, labor to enter his rest. I'm like, okay, come on. Now, th this, is, this is contradictory. Make up your mind. Labor. He said, if you're going to labor at anything, labor to enter his rest. Labor. Strive to enter his rest. Strive to enter your rest? Yeah, if, if you're going to devote energy to something, you do it to enter the rest of God. Do when you stop worrying, you, you get rid of your anxiety, you, you roll that stuff on the Lord, you, you stop panicking, you stop tripping, Chandler. Now you all clap when I say stop tripping, Chandler. 
And so now Chandler is determined to rest because you know what? I will never accomplish what God has, has occasion for me unless I enter his rest. We sang the song, right? We sang the song, he's fighting for us. Well, if he's fighting for you, then you can rest. If he's fighting for you, why are you fighting? Ooh, heavy revy. If the battle is the Lord's, then why are you worn out? If the battle is the Lord's, why are you so tired? But the battle is the Lord's, so rest, rest, rest. Now, I had to spend hours and hours and days and days in those three verses in Matthew 11. Why? Because faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. And I knew God was speaking to me, so I had to camp myself in Matthew 11, 28 through 30 for days and days and days. And said, write this, write this in my spirit, right? Let this become bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh, because I know nothing about what you're speaking of, Lord. How many of you want the rest of God? How many of you want that refreshment, that recreation? How many of you want him to speak his peace to your spirit? How many of you are tired? <sighs> okay, five of you are telling the truth in this church. How many of you are tired, tired? It's all right to be honest and touch. And so we're going to pray right now because God has heard your cry and pitied your groan. And he sent a word to minister to your tiredness. Because all my life I've been in church and I've been busy, 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 busy. I've done everything conceivable. Busy, 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 busy. But no rest in my spirit no rest in my soul. And Jesus has been telling me, that's not okay. Because Chandler, if you're working, that means I'm not working because you're in the way. And my wife and I are finding out that from a place of rest, God is bringing more things to us. Now, for instance, uh, there's this multi, 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 multi-millionaire who contacted us and said, I want to meet with you. I, I, I want to show you how to take your ministry global and show you how to take your ministry large and wide. Is a very, is a very consummation of all the prophetic words God's been speaking to us. And we were supposed to meet with him last week, but something else came up and it, it, was, it, was, it was required for us to be somewhere else. And so I postponed it. Why? Because the Lord said, Chandler, you try to cram everything into space that's not even there. Just back in the room, just now, I, I was, uh, one of my spiritual sons is preaching this morning in New York, and I was going to call him and pray for him. And I took out my phone, but my phone would not stay on. 
It, it, it just wouldn't stay on. I tried and tried and tried, tried and tried and tried, until, until Bishop came in finally at 10 o'clock and he plugged it up and it stayed on. Okay, but you know what the Lord told me? He said, I didn't let your phone come on because I'm not telling you to call him. I'll call him. And the Lord said, I'll pray for him. See, sometimes we just push and we push and we push and we push and we're going to make it happen and we're going to force it. That's never God. It's never God. It's never God. It's the flesh. It's the works of the flesh. It's carnality. You need to rest in the Lord. If it's God, God will make it happen. If it's God, he will be, he will do it. He and he will do so much because when you rest and get out of the way, he can be seen. Hallelujah. He can be glorified. He can be exalted and lifted high. Is it okay if he be glorified? I have found that when I rest in the Lord, I may not get the glory. It's cool with me. No one may even know I was involved. It's cool with me. But I want him glorified. Not me mentioned. Wow. All right. So let's pray. Father, thank you in Jesus name for this precious promise. Oh, one last thing. I'm sorry. I forgot it. That's why he told me to pray so I could look down at my paper. Isn't he good? Let me just read one verse to you, which you know very well. Say it with me, Isaiah 40, 31. If you know it, you quote it with me with King James. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They will mount up with wings as an eagle. They will walk and not, they will run, sorry, they will run and not be weary. They will walk and not faint. How in the world can you run and not be weary? There's God's oxymorons again. Because when you run out of a place of rest, you don't get weary. Why? Because the promise is that he will give you strength. So while you're running, he's giving you strength. Wow. Wow. See, Jesus wants to teach us how to work and rest at the same time. We've been working with no rest. Have, yeah, yes. But no more, amen? No more, amen? I hope like you, you're tired of living like that. It's no way to live. That's no way to live. That's no way to live. That's no way to live. Father, thank you in Jesus' name. Your grace is sufficient for us. I'm so thankful you're teaching us to rest in you and more will be accomplished and there'll be more miracles 
and more fruit and more blessing as we learn how to rest in you. As we learn how to stand aside, we learn how to stand down and let you do it. You want to do it. You want to accomplish everything you have laid before us to do. We are grateful, we are grateful, we are grateful, we are grateful, we are grateful. Right now, if you are honest enough in this building today, you said, you know what? I need to repent right now of not resting. Stand up, stand up, just stand up. I'm not gonna call you forward. If you can't be honest in church, why'd you come? If you can't be honest in the place of truth, with the God of truth, why come? Would you lay your hand on your heart right now? We're going to pray for us. I'm doing the same. Lord, we offer our hearts before you because you said that you said that this was to take place in the heart. You said this was to take place in the heart. There must be rest in the heart that will then communicate rest to the soul, our mind, our will, and our emotions. That we will understand who you are in our heart. And it will dictate, it will dictate the rhythms of grace in our lives. The rhythm of grace in our lives. That we will stop pushing and we will stop being pushy. Lord Chandler, stop being pushy. God, because Chandler's resting, we're resting in you. Because when we rest, there's no need to be pushy with anyone because the Lord will fight the battle. No matter what's going on, the, the battle is still the Lord's. He doesn't need us to help him. He's the Almighty. We'll lay our hands on our heart and we offer it all to you right now And because we're excited about what you're going to do. Hallelujah. I'm thrilled about what you're going to do, not me do, but you're going to do. We're thrilled and already my wife and I are seeing you do things. You, you, you are opening doors and you are making a way that we never could have opened and never could have made. But we begin to rest and you said, all right, now I can, I can showcase my power and my glory. And so God, forgive us of our restlessness. Forgive us of our lack of rest. Forgive us of the worry, the anxiety, the panicking. Forgive us of the fear. Forgive us, Lord, of, the, here's the truth, of not being in control. Lord, we try so hard to be in control, but you are the one who controls. Help us to get over our God complex. We have an Oedipus complex. We're all trying to be little gods. Lord, let us banish all idols from our heart and bow down before the one and true living God. The one and true, every other God is false. There is only one true and living God. Emphasis on one. That's why you told the Israelites to say it daily, several times a day. One true and living God. No other gods, including us as a God. As a God. Forgive us of plain God. Forgive us of trying to be God, 
in others' lives and in our own life. Lord, we give you your place. Hallelujah. We bow before the living God. We, we humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God. And you exalt us if you want to. But our job is to humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God. And if you exalted us, it'll be you and not us. God forbid that we exalt ourselves. God forbid that we usurp your right to exalt us. That's your place. Forgive us of idolatry. Forgive us of witchcraft. Self-promotion. Self-aggrandizement and self-protection. We want Jesus to be Lord. Therein, we want to learn from you. We also want to learn how to be gentle and humble. Lord, I want to know how to be gentle and humble. I'm tired of my, my lack of gentleness. I confess it. I see it. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm tired of it. Teach me to be gentle like you. And humble. We thank you that you answer this prayer. There's no doubt in my mind. <laughs> There's no doubt in my mind you're answering this prayer. There's no doubt in my mind that you answer in this prayer. There's no doubt in my mind you answer this prayer. There, if we're praying for Ferrari, we may have to wait a while. But this prayer will be instantly answered. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, because you, know you know what is important. You know what's important and what's not. A Ferrari can wait, but humility cannot wait. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus, because we want to be like you. We need to be like you. Thank you that your word does not return void, but it accomplishes what you sent it to do. It's like the dew and the rain that descends from heaven. It brings forth the crop and the harvest it was intended to bring. Thank you that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And I pray, God, that you will, you will take every lazy bone out of us so that we will all go home and we will study for the next few days Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30, just three verses, only three verses, and let you write it upon the tablets of our hearts and the tablets of our minds because faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and no one gets it the first time. Faith comes by hearing. No one gets it the first time. Faith comes by hearing and 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 hearing the word of God. And we thank you, we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, you may be seated. I want to ask you to bow your head still. Not because we, not because we are a secret society, we're not going to do anything weird. But I want to ask a question that is the most important question of all. You may think that you're here by accident today. You may think that someone dragged you here to church, you may have come 
by invitation. You may, you may be saying, I don't even know how I got here today. But I want you to know, you're here because of a divine appointment. God wanted you here today because God wanted you to hear about Jesus. He, he was so eager for you to be here so you could, you could come to understand that Jesus is meek and Jesus is humble and that Jesus will give, will give you rest. Jesus will refresh you, Jesus will, Jesus will revive you because without Jesus, we all are living in death. Jesus also announced, announced this about himself. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And he said, no one, no one can come to the Father God except they come through me. Now, you know, I, I'm not here to offend you about any other religion, but I just have to be really clear because the word of God is clear. There is no other way to the living God but through Jesus. And so he is speaking to you right now and you again are not here out of a mistake or here out of happen chance. No, God brought you here today in his divine love. And so I want to ask you, you've heard about Jesus now. You've heard that he's meek. You've heard that he's humble. You've heard that he wants to give you rest. And so the question now, the question that is begged, is begged is, will you receive Jesus? Will you, will you come to him? And will you let him teach you? And will you let him save you? Save you from what? Most of all, from yourself. <laughs> I have found that, the per that what I most need to be saved from is from Chandler. But he will save you even from yourself. And there are many other things that come along with that. But that as you come to him, he said, repent. Repent of what? Repent of doing it your own way all this time and come to him and learn from him and he will teach you the way of life and the way of truth and the way of grace and he will again he will give you rest because you know you're weary you know you're tired you know you're broken you know you're exasperated you know you're, you're honest you know where you are you know you're dragging you know and so God is saying come to me and I will teach you how to live for me in me through me by me. Our bishop had us sing this song. On Christ, the solid rock, we stand. All other ground we could stand on is simply sinking sand. So, 
if you, and even you that are watching my stream, whatever the, the medium you're watching with us today, this invitation is also for you. You are watching intentionally and you are watching by divine invitation. God had you here to watch this, to hear today. And you can also receive what others in this building are going to receive today. Receive what? Not what, but who? Receive the person of the Lord, Jesus Christ. Receive him. Not religion. Not a bunch of rules and regulations. Not churchianity but receive him. Now, does he want you to come to a local church? You betcha. Why? Because you will be nurtured and built up and supported because it takes a church to raise a saint. It takes, it requires a church. So as you begin with him, he places you in a body of believers a community of believers to show you how to walk with Christ and to make sure you win. And so if there's anyone in this building, anyone that is watching, if you want to receive Jesus and accept Jesus today, the beautiful part of it is that Jesus promised, Jesus promised, when anyone accepts me, when anyone accepts me, I will never refuse them. Never. So you will be received. And if you want to come to God through Jesus Christ, our Lord, you can do it right now. And if that's true of you right now in this room, just slip your hand up and, and, and put it down. We're not going to embarrass you, but we're going to pray for you. Anyone here would say, you know what? I realize I want, I need Jesus in my life. Is there anyone in the building that will say, yes, me? me. Anyone again online watching, you can raise your hand. I can't see your hand, but guess who does? The Lord. So right now I want to lead you in a prayer and repeat after me. And let everybody, let's just pray this together to encourage those who raise their hands. Lord, I hear your word today. I know you're talking to me. And in obedience to you, and in recognition of who you are, the one true and living God, who sent his son, his only son, to die for my sins, I right now choose, no one's twisting my arm, I choose to receive Jesus and to follow him and to live for him and him to live in me. So Jesus, I welcome you. I invite you. Come into my heart. I want you up close and personal. You want to come into my heart and I want you in my heart. Forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of my independence. 
Forgive me for trying to do it by myself. Lord, I didn't know any better, but now I know you will give me rest. So I come to you. I bring my life to learn from you and for you to give me your rest. Thank you, Lord, for not turning me away. Thank you for receiving me. Hallelujah. Now, if you prayed that prayer for the first time or even the second time, it doesn't matter, a third time, whatever, you prayed that prayer, God has done a work in your heart, and we, ask, we would ask you to somehow connect with us, connect with us online, let us know, because we want to send you some materials that will help you and will bless you, and we will send you some materials that will help you win at this life. So let us know somehow, and we bless you in Jesus' name. Can we celebrate those who accepted the Lord today? Can we celebrate? Hallelujah. 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 And, and you know what the Lord spoke to me, and this is for all of us. He said, Chandler, if you don't learn how to rest, if you don't learn how to practice the Sabbath, Shabbat, you will get sick in your body because I designed that day for you to rest. But if you're pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing out of fear because you don't trust me to provide for you, your body will break down. It will wear out. It will. But if you begin to honor the Sabbath, then I will show you the benefits of honoring me and blessing me. Now, I'm going to, right now, I want to ask the executive team to come up now, please. And if you could just face me right here at the altar, I promise that I won't uh, spit on you and I won't shout in your face. I will stand back. The right executive team, please come quickly, please. Thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Also the elders, the elders come right now, all the elders. I forgot there's a difference here. They can, they can be released actually for comfort. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, those of you that, that, uh, that perhaps have to leave, uh, there's no guilt, there's no condemnation in Christ, ever. Okay, so if you want to leave, need to leave, we understand, we bless you. But officially the service is over. Uh, now I'm, I'm going to hang around and pray for some people. And there's some other people that I told yesterday that uh, I was going to pray for you. And so if you can, just wait. And, but I, I want to begin by uh, ministering to those that so faithfully and wonderfully serve. And, and uh, Elder Leon, where is Sister Elder Leon? <laughs> Sister Elder Leon, I don't understand. I don't, I don't get it. I don't know why thou art over there somewhere else. Amen. 
Is there anybody else that is without your spouse? Cometh now. Cometh now. Okay, also, I need Elder Kendrith and Elder Debbie. Please, are you right here? You're right in my face, about to bite me? <clears throat> Stop chewing on me, Elder Kendrith. Okay, thank you. All right, so, anyone else? I miss anybody? anybody? Anyone, Bishop, that I'm missing? Any other elders? Yes, please. Yes, please, please. Thank you, Bishop. Thank you, Lord. As I'm on nine here. Praise the Lord. Again, this is a time that Pastor Chandler is praying for those, so for those of you who are not familiar, um, if you have to leave, let me bless you before you leave. Um, amen. Let's everybody put out your hands. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May he look after you, shield you, defend you, and take care of you. May the Lord make his face shine, grand and beam, and show him pleasure on you. May the Lord be gracious, kind-hearted, pleasant, and compassionate to you. May the Lord show you his favor that will promote you, appreciate you, support you, side with you as you side with him. And finally, may the Lord give you his shalom, his peace, his rest, his harmony, his calmness, his composure, his prosperity, his success. Today and this week, may the Lord remove anything that causes agitation or discord with divine purpose and destiny for your life. I bless you. In the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and everybody say, I receive that blessing. Amen. You may be dismissed. Those of you who feel like you need to leave, no problem. And the rest. Hey, family. Thank you so much for joining us for today's service. Special thanks to those of you who continue to generously support the work of this ministry. We are so grateful for you, and it's because of you that we can be a blessing to this community. If you enjoyed the service today, please like, share with your friends and family, and subscribe to our channel so that you can get a notification whenever our services go live. We also invite you to follow us on social media at PT Cambridge in order to stay connected to this ministry. Hey, we look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks for watching and God bless you.